God to work. Today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another section of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. First, I would like to thank our highly esteemed sister Amarak Manestin co host for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. The prayer points have been posted on the chat group. Let's kindly look through it. So today, as we continue to pray for expecting mothers and those praying for the fruit of the womb, our scripture reading will be taken from Psalm chapter 105, verse 37, King James translation. I read, He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Esteemed family, we are going to pray fervently in tongues. For expecting mothers, declaring that they will not experience difficulty at the presence of putting to bed of their elder babies who are full of the spirit and will bring joy, prosperity to their family. Declare also that those praying for the fruit of the womb receive answers to their prayers. To the glory of God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Esteemed family, let's kindly unmute our mic and begin to pray fervently in the spirit using the above prayer point. Lihanda grahali barabu zupra heleja braha kete grahele bazandu se hekadi la kradi barabu zunda se braha la grahali bazunda se brahele jadi grabuzinda hadaya malika ya kada braba zebra halagrabuzita de kralika kadebra halabuzita surheya mande kala brahele Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name, Manda Kaligrabuzita, Kaligrabuzite, Katarabarabuzite, as we thank you for the success story of the pregnant women, Malikarabaye, Ragi Grabazunde, Sete Barabuzita, and those expecting the fruit of the womb, La Kategarabazita, Kaligarabuzite, Braba, for as we have declared, so it is. In the name of Jesus, on the day of delivery, they will deliver like the Hebrew women without any stress or pain. Testimonies everywhere around them. In the name of Jesus, all the resources that is needed to take care of the children that have been given to them is being granted unto them. In the name 
of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayer. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Amarakman and esteemed co-host for the opportunity to lead. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayer. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. Thank you, esteemed prayer team, for the sacrifice and labor of love. God bless you. Right now, I will hand over to the praise and worship team for the next session. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. Over to you, praise and worship team. God bless you. Your awesome beauty disclaims the endless words of your splendor. The earth and all that is in need, you created, Lord, for your pleasure. The grandeur of your glory is beyond words to explain. Depth of knowledge and understanding can unravel your wisdom for your glory, Lord. You created me because of your deathless love your awesome beauty displays the endless words of your splendor the earth and all that is in need you created lord for your pleasure, the grandeur of your glory is beyond worlds to explain. No depth of knowledge and understanding can unravel your wisdom for your glory, Lord. You created me because of your deathless love your love is the greatest the highest the deepest and the widest lord nothing softer warmer and stronger Nothing tougher than the love that sells and does miracles, no life more costly and precious than the life you 
Freely girl at Calvary. Oh, shut up, I Your love is the greatest, the highest, the deepest, and the widest, Lord. Nothing softer, warmer, and stronger, nothing tougher than the love that sounds and tells miracles. No life more calls me and precious than the life you freely give at Calvary. Every atom of creation displays your limitless wisdom, power, and glory. Of creation displays your limitless wisdom and the words of your deathless love. Every atom of creation displays your limitless wisdom, power, and glory. Every atom of creation displays. Your limitless wisdom and the words of your deadless love. Your deadless love, oh God, is amazing, is amazing. Your deadless love, your deadless love is amazing. Is amazing, is amazing. Thank you for your deadless love. Father, we thank you for your deadless love. Truly amazing to be loved by you. Thank you. For 30 days of love work. Thank you for the depth of your love that we've come to discover. Thank you for helping us grow in our love to you, our love for you and our love for others. Thank you for the word that you have brought to us on a daily basis and the revelation of wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for the unity of our spirits. Thank you, Lord, for everything. We give you praise in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. 
Good morning, esteemed family. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to another time of devotion and a happy Sunday to all of you. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Thank you, Sister Mutinta. We are going to be reviewing the Rhapsody of Realities together and um, it's there on your screen and we can read together. The Urgency of the Gospel is the title of today's devotional article. It says, preach the word of God urgently at all times. Whenever you get the chance in season and out, when it is convenient and when it is not correct and rebuke your people when they need it, encourage them to do right and all the time be feeding them patiently with God's word. Second Timothy 4 verse 2, the Living Bible. You remember very well that when we studied the book of Timothy as one of the epistles, we did say that Timothy was a letter from Apostle Paul written to a church pastor. In this case, a church leader. If you're a cell leader, you can put yourself in it. If you're a PCF leader, it was written to a spiritual leader. And the book of Timothy becomes a manual for leadership, for Christian leadership, for all categories of leaders. So in this place, Apostle Paul was talking to this pastor, this youth pastor, this young pastor, and he was telling him, preach the word of God urgently at all times. Whenever you get the chance in season and out, when it is convenient and when it is not, correct and rebuke your people when they need it. Encourage them to do right. And, at, and all the time be feeding them patiently with God's word. We must constantly remind ourselves that the Lord is coming soon. We must work hard as people who are living in the expectation of the Lord. Commit yourself to spreading the gospel as though it rested on you alone to tell it to the whole world. Be committed to it. We've got to use every opportunity to propagate the gospel and advance the kingdom of God. No one's effort is insignificant. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you are in a big city or a small town. Ten souls in a small village have the same value to God as ten souls in a big city. It's the same Jesus Christ that died for them. Where you are is God's headquarters. God cares about where you are and what you do where you are. The message of the gospel committed to us to preach is the only hope for salvation. Therefore, never be discouraged or distracted. Preach it with urgency and conviction. You are the custodian of this glorious gospel. It's your responsibility to preach it with the knowledge and power of the Spirit. Think and talk like Paul in the way he personalized the divine mandate to preach the gospel. In 1 Timothy 1 and verse 11, he said, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Notice the latter part. He didn't say 
the gospel which is committed to our trust, but to my trust. The great commission was personal to Paul. He ran with it as though it depended on him alone to preach the gospel to the whole world. That's how it ought to be. Be committed to the urgency of the hour. Preach the gospel irrespective of the tests, trials, and persecutions that you might face while at it. Remember, the time is short. Praise God. Today's um, devotional article is direct, is simple, is clear. To now try to remind out to us that we're not here on earth for nothing. And it does matter that we are not distracted by the things that are happening in the world. Especially for young people, you find that there's a strategy of the devil to give them things that occupy them so that they are distracted from the real reason they are here. More than ever before, there's an outflux of movies, whether it be Netflix, whether it be Prime, whether it be YouTube, share with Netflix, you have to even subscribe. With the Prime, you have to subscribe. YouTube now has an abundance of movies coming up on a daily basis. There's no subscription. So there's a plan to keep you busy if that is what you want to be your distraction. And across the countries, there's one thing happening or the other that's, that youths are occupied with talking about. If it's not on Twitter, it's on one platform or the other. So there's this news that is trending for this week. And before you know it, there's another news trending for the next and you always have something to talk about if you are the one that is distracted by social media. When it comes to family, if you don't use your mouth, if you don't use the word to condition the state of your family, you'll be distracted from the realm of the family. And you know, I want to say this to parents at this time. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. Make no mistakes about the fact that feeding your children, paying school fees, paying house rent, and ensuring that they have good clothing, that is not what training is. Those are basic parental responsibilities that you are fulfilling. That's not how a child is trained. If God is telling you to train, there are materials for training. Have you trained your children to study the word? Have you trained your children to meditate on the word? Have you trained your children to talk the word? 
Do you have affirmations written out, printed out? Do you check on a daily basis that your children have spoken those words? If you know how passionately the devil wants your child, you'll be passionate about raising your child in the word of God and raising your child in the way of God. Don't think that just being a good parent would raise a good child. The power of example, oh, it's beautiful, very important. Carry them along. You know, I, I at some point in, in when I was growing up, I lived in in the southwest of um Nigeria. And I happened to observe something at one point. The little children that go to Celestial Church, I realized that their parents don't see them as little. I realized then that the three days dry fast on the mountain, when they are praying, they don't leave out the child. I realized that they carry their children along. So back then as kids, you hear that this small boy was on the mountain for three days irrespective of what they believed. They didn't think that their children were too little to be raised in a particular way. And just so you know, parents, your children between zero and five years old have the ability to learn five languages effectively. Go and study about it. Effectively without mixing one curriculum for another. The sharpness of the, of the mind of a child would amaze you. I'm even talking about zero to five. Those kids that you think don't have sense enough. They are very smart. Ask nursing mothers the pranks that their babies play on them. A child, a baby, a nurse understands that there's a way they would behave that would get their mother's attention and they play that trick on their mother continually until their mother stops it. They would use that trick on the mom. That's even zero to five. But your children must be raised in the way of the Lord. Don't go for evangelism and think that, oh, my children went to school today. They've had a long day. If they are not going to do evangelism on Friday or on Tuesday, can they do on Saturday when they didn't go to school? Teach them the principles of the kingdom. Teach them. Your child comes to you. Mommy, I'm feeling headache. Mommy, I'm feeling headache. Okay, go to the fridge. Go and bring my, my drug. Um, they, they call it drug box. Your children are aware that you have a drug box in the house. They are not aware that you have communion. You see the kind of children you are raising, right? Headache, you have taught them how to resort to drugs. 
may your child not be attacked by a disease that will land you in the hospital. Are your children aware? The other day, I, I was talking to Dr. Kell and she was telling me how she was not at home and then the, she came back and the, the, her kids, I think the eldest one is about 12, 11 or 12, and they were telling her how that, oh, um, so, so, and so person was feeling so, so, and so way. And then this other one broke bread, led this, the second person to break bread. Are your children aware that they can break bread when, when they feel a symptom in their body? Are they aware of the spiritual ways they can attack sickness? Are they aware that they can talk? Are they aware that they can speak in tongues? Are they aware that they can hold their body and condition it back to health? Train up a child in the way you should go. I don't know how I got to this message today. May we have a generation of young people who understand the urgency of the gospel, who understand the ways of the kingdom, who understand how to cast out devils, how to speak in new tongues. Do your children, are your children filled with the Holy Ghost? Do they speak in tongues? Do they understand the power of tongues? We have a small booklet. Do your children study? How many of pastor's books have your children read? Meanwhile, they've read all the books in their school library and you are proud of them. Yet the ministry library, they don't have, they haven't read five books. You are either raising your children in the way of the world or you are raising your children in the way of the word. This urgency of the gospel that we speak about is for father, it's for mother, it's for brother, it's for sister, it's for child, it's for youth, it's for teenager, it's for everyone. From the home front, let the gospel be preached. Let the, king, the way of the kingdom be the way of the home, the way of the family at all times. And together, join forces to do great works. Brothers and sisters in one family, go out for evangelism. Follow the souls together. Pick them up on your way to church together. As we prepare for the rapture, let us put our houses in order and put our personal lives in order. For indeed, the Lord is coming soon. A few weeks ago, Pastor made a statement. I don't know if he stayed with you, but he stayed with me. He was saying that what if at IPPC the rapture happens? And I asked you the same question. What if? What if it does? Happy Sunday. Have a great time in church. I'll hand over to esteemed um, Pastor Inia. God bless you. Thank you, Estima, for the rapture of the segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I will start with the further studies of the rapture praise to Lord. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Second Timothy 4.5 Watch, be watched thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. 
Philippians 1.27, only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the prayer together. Blessed be God for his unfathomable grace, wisdom and mercy lavished upon his church to be effectively to effectively proclaim the gospel and establish his righteousness in all the earth in these last days. Thank you, Father, for committing this glorious gospel to my trust. I preach it in season and out of season, calling many out of darkness to light. In Jesus' name, amen. We are going over to the new Bible, Bible study reading for today's devotion and um, the New Testament, praise God. Caption, teach with your life. The Spirit makes it clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusion put forth by professional liars. These liars have lied so well and for so long that they've lost their capacity for truth. They will tell you not to get married. They will tell you not to eat this or that food. Perfectly good food God created to be eaten heartily and returns given by believers who know better. Everything God created is good and to be received with thanks. Nothing is to be snared at and thrown out. God's word and our prayers makes every item in creation holy. You'll be raised on the message of the faith and have followed sound teaching. Now pass on this counsel to the followers of Jesus here, and you'll be a good servant of Jesus. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Exercise daily in God, no spiritual fabulous, please. Workouts in gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you faithful today and forever. You can count on this, take it to heart. This is why we've thrown ourselves into this venture so totally. We are banking on the living God, Savior of all men and women, especially believers. Get the word out, teach all these things, and don't let anyone put you down because you are young. Teach believers with your life, by word, by demo, by love, by faith, by integrity. Stay at your post, reading scriptures, giving counsel, teaching, and that special gift of ministry you are given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed. Keep that dusted off and in use. Cultivate these things, immerse yourself in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear from you will experience salvation. Praise the Lord. We've come to the end of today's New Testament reading. I want to say a big thank you to Estelle for this opportunity. You have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you. Happy Sunday. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Thank you so much for this opportunity, esteemed family. We're going to be going to the one-year Bible reading plan and to reading chapters 11 and 12 of the book of Jeremiah, Message Translation.
<clears throat> caption. The terms of this covenant, verse one. The message that came to Jeremiah from God. Preach to the people of Judah and citizens of Jerusalem. Tell them this, this is God's message, the message of Israel's God to you. Anyone who does not keep the terms of this covenant is cursed. The terms are clear. I made them plain to your ancestors when I delivered them from Egypt, out of the iron furnace of suffering. Obey what I tell you. Do exactly what I command you. Your obedience will close the deal. You will be mine and I will be yours. This will provide the conditions in which I will be able to do what I promised your ancestors, to give you a fertile and lush land. And as you know, that's what I did. Yes, God, I replied, that's true. Verse six, God continued, preach all this in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Say, listen to the terms of this covenant and carry them out. I warned your ancestors when I delivered them from Egypt and I've kept up I've kept up the warnings. I haven't quit warning them for a moment. I warned them from morning to night. Obey me or else, but they didn't obey. They paid no attention to me. They did whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to do it until finally I stepped in and ordered the punishment set out in the covenant, which despite all my warnings, they had ignored. Verse nine. Then God said, there's a conspiracy among the people of Judah and the citizens of Jerusalem. They've plotted to reenact the sins of their ancestors, the ones who disobeyed me and decided to go after other gods and worship them. Israel and Judah are in this together, mindlessly breaking the covenant I made with their ancestors. Well, your God has something to say about this. Watch out. I'm about to visit doom on you, and no one will get out of this. You are going to cry for help, but I won't listen. Then all the people in Judah and Jerusalem will start praying to the gods they've been sacrificing to all these years. But it won't do a bit of good. You've got as many gods as you have villages, Judah. And you've got enough altars for sacrifices to that important sex god, Bel, to put one on every street corner in Jerusalem. <clears throat> Verse 14, and as for you, Jeremiah, I don't want you praying for these people. Nothing, not a word of petition. Indeed, I'm not going to listen to a single syllable for, of their crisis prayers. Mm. Caption, promises and poised programs. Verse 15, when business, what business do the ones I love have figured out? What business do the ones I love have figuring out how to get off the hook? And right in the house of worship, do you think making promises and devising voice programs will save you from doom? Do you think you can get out of this by becoming more religious? A mighty oak tree, majestic and glorious. That's how I once described you. But it will only have a a clap of thunder and a bolt of lightning to leave you a shattered wreck. Verse 17, 
I, God of the angel armies, who planted you, yes, I have pronounced doom on you. Why? Because of the disastrous life you've lived, Israel and Judah alike, goading me to anger with your continuous worship and offerings to that sorry God, Baal. God told me what was going on. That's how I knew you, God, opened my eyes to their lead to their evil schemes. I had no idea what was going on, naive as a lamb being led to slaughter. I didn't know they had it in me. I didn't know they had it in for me. Didn't know of the evil of the, sorry about that. Didn't know of their behind the scenes plot. Let's get rid of the preacher. They will stop the sermons. Let's get rid of him for good. He won't be remembered for long. Then I said, God of the angel armies, you are a fair judge. You examine and cross-examine human actions and motives. I want to see these people shown up and put down. I'm an open book before you. Clear my name, verse 21. Then that sent a signal to God who spoke up. Here's what I will do to the men of Antoth who are trying to murder you. The men who say, don't preach to us in the name, in God's name, or we will kill you. Yes, it's God of the angel army speaking. Indeed, I will call them to account. Shh. I will call them to account. Their young people will die in battle. Their children will die of starvation. And there will be no one left at all. None. I'm visiting the men of Anthoth with, with doom. Doomsday. Hallelujah. Chapter 12. Caption. What makes you think you can race against horses? This one, you are right, oh God, and you set things right. I can't argue with that, but I do have some questions. Why do bad people have it so good? Why do corn artists make it big? You planted them and they put down roots. Mm. They flourished and produced fruit. They talk as if they, they are old friends with you, but they couldn't care less about you. Meanwhile, you know me inside out. You don't let me get by with a thing. Make them pay for the way they live. Pay with their lives like sheep marked for slaughter. How long do we have to put up with this? The country depressed, the farms in ruin. And all because of wickedness. These wicked lies, even animals and birds are dying off because they have nothing to do with God and think God has nothing to do with them. Verse 5. So, Jeremiah, if you are one off in the foot trace with men, what makes you think you can rest against horses? And if you can't keep your wits during times of calm, What's going to happen when troubles break loose like the Jordan in flood? Mm, that's deep. Those closest to you, your own brothers and cousins, are working against you. They are out to get you. They will stop at nothing. Don't trust them, especially when they are smiling. Verse 7. 
I will abandon the house of Israel, walk away from my beloved people. I will turn over those I most loved to those who are her enemies. She's been this one I held dear, like a snaring lion in the jungle, glowing and bearing her teeth at me. Mm, and burying her teeth at me, and I can't take it anymore. Has this one I hold dear become a preening peacock? Mm. But isn't she under attack by vultures? Then invite all the hungry animals at large. Invite them in, in for a free meal. Foreign scavenging servants will loot and trample my fields. Turn my beautiful, well-cared-for fields into vacant lots of tin cans and thistles. They leave them littered with junk, a ruined land, a land in lament. The whole countryside is a west Westland, and no one will really care. As mm, twelve, the barbarians will invade, swamp over hills and plains. The judgment sword of God will take its toll from one end of the land to the other. Nothing living will be safe. They will plant wheat and reap weeds. Nothing they do will work out. They will look at their manger crops and wring their hands. All this the result of God's fierce anger. Verse 14. God's message regarding all the bad neighbors who abused the land I gave to Israel as their inheritance. I'm going to pluck them out of their lands and then pluck Judah out from among them. Once I've pulled the bad neighbors out, I will relent and take them tenderly to my heart and put them back where they belong. Hallelujah. Put each of them back in their country, in their home country, on their farm, family farms. Then if they will get serious about living my way and pray to me as well as they taught my people to pray to that God bell, everything will go well for them. But if they won't listen, then I will pull them out of their land by the roots and cut them off to the dam. Total destruction. God's decree. Hallelujah. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Esteemed family will be moving over to the affirmation. The affirmation is on the screen. Kindly unmute your mic so we can take it together. Hallelujah. We declare in the name of the Lord the 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Divine favor is channeled towards us. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Thank you, esteemed family. God bless you and do have a prolific day. I now hand over to the meditation team. Praise Thanks, Lord. God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Francisca. And thank you, esteemed Pastor Inye. Today is day 22 in our journey of 30 days of love walk. And the theme for today is empowered to love. Our scripture is taken from 2 Timothy and verse 1, 7. Chapter 1 and verse 7. In the easy Bible, he says, be strong because God has given us his spirit and his spirit does not cause us to be afraid. Instead, his spirit causes us to be powerful to serve God. He helps us to love God and other people and he helps us to control ourselves properly. This is the scripture that you know as God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So the easy Bible gets to explain it to you. 
nothing in life should make you afraid. And no wonder it says that perfect love casts out all fears. When you come to know God in his love nature, in his personality of love, there are no fears in life. And he says that the spirit of God that God gave us to live inside of us is not a spirit that makes us afraid. It teaches us to love both God and other people. I don't know what your love work has been like in the last 21 days. It's been three weeks so far. Today, another week begins, the fourth week in this journey. And you have to persevere till the end. You have to end it with testimonies. Love is a summation and the perfection of all things. And I remember yesterday doing the testimony segment and um, I think it was Dickiness Abosadi that was sharing about the test of her love work. And truly, God did tell us that our love work will be tested. It will be tested across all fronts. But if you would walk in love, you always win. The guy who walks in love always wins. So your love work can be effective. Your love work can produce results. So make up your mind that in this journey, by the time you're done with these 30 days of love work, you'd have improved tremendously in your Christian life, your relationship with God and your relationship with others. Bible says, follow peace with all men. Another um, another place in the Bible, it says that do all things whatsoever to live at peace with all men. God is called the God of peace. And if God is your father, it means you are also the child of peace. Take the emblem of peace, fly the flag of peace. When you come into a situation, when you come into a team that has um, faced disunity, quarrels, disagreement. Let your presence in that place be the game changer. Let your presence in your family be the reason there's always peace in your family. Be the one who is the peacemaker. Because for love to thrive, there must be peace. And for peace to reign, there must be love. So as simple as it might sound, your love work is under scrutiny in this month. Pass your test of love. Pass it. Praise God. We'll take the communion at this moment. First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. It says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the cup. We thank you for the bread. Every day that we break the bread, every day that we take the cup, we do it in remembrance of you. 
You have told us today that you have not given us the spirit of fear. We are not of them who get afraid. We are not afraid of the future. We are not afraid of life. We have confidence in your love for us. And we exemplify this love to our world. We are known as children of love, as children of peace in the world out there. And at all times, our lives will continually bring glory to your name. As we break this bread, we remind ourselves that all that you did was more than enough. And it is so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please break the bread and eat it wherever you are. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup and when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Love is easy. Love is easy for us. Love is easy. There are no fears in our lives. There are no fears in our path. Love is easy. Thank you, Lord, for perfect love. Cast out all fears. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. It is so in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take the cup. Yesterday, in the message of the day, you would have heard Pastor talk about um, how you treat other people. And um, two things that stand as reminder for us in the message from yesterday, things that the Lord has spoken to us about. First and foremost, you remember very well, if you listened to the message yesterday, Pastor talked about how that listening to the word is not enough. He talked about having writing materials. And I think that for me, yesterday gave us a proof that what we are doing is right. When God told us that as we do project a message a day, he said, take your book, take your pen and take down notes. He said, don't just play the messages and be doing other things. He said, sit down with your writing materials and take notes. So if for any reason you thought it was an instruction from Sister Amaka, Pastor Chris has now told you in Three Kinds of Wisdom, Part 6. And that's what actually started the message. So please take, take it seriously. Because after he said that, he now told us things that would happen, the kind of life that those people who were listening to him at that time and heeding to those instructions would enjoy. And this is our time. And those words are for us. Praise God. Secondly, he addressed mothers, parents, especially women who have maids or nannies, people who take care of children, people who help around the house, and you'd remember very well that even in this month, the Lord has spoken to us about it. And he said in that message, he was talking about how they dress. And he says, go and 
take them and go and buy things, clothings for them. Every child is your child. And until you begin to treat other people's children as your own children, there are certain realms in God that you may not experience. If you're only good to, to your children because they are your children, then what difference do you have with the unbeliever? What difference do you have from them? So the instructions that we hear, even in the course of listening to the messages, they are very important. Let us heed to them. Where the word of God comes to you for correction, make the adjustment. Where the word comes to you for instructions, carry out the instructions. Praise God. Today is Sunday. Ensure that you are in church. Um, all the materials that you require for your um, 30 days of love work, they are on our channel on the Telegram. You can um, join if you're not there. And we also have other online spaces. All the details are posted on the chat room. So please access them and um, join accordingly. Um, today is Sunday, and we did announce a few days ago that Mommy Best is having a Thanksgiving service in Owerri, and she's inviting those of us who are in Owerri. So we look forward to seeing pictures much later in the day as to how the Thanksgiving went. It's at 8 a.m. And um, please, can we have the address on the chat room? Praise God. So... Mommy Best, have a beautiful Thanksgiving, Ma. We love you so much, and we're thanking God alongside with you. Prayer for the Nations continues at 8 p.m., and the Healing Streams Live Healing Services hold from Friday to Saturday to Sunday, 27th to 29th. So ensure that you are ready, you're prepared, and you have invited others to participate. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give our offerings we send them to our churches, ourselves, our PCF, and we declare that you are the accepted of you, having been sanctified of the Spirit. And more than ever before, we increase in our financial prosperity for the sake of the propagation of the gospel. We are able to do much more for kingdom expansion because we are blessed in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great time in service. Over to you, Stagglenis, as we round off. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Esim Skamaka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. Happy Sunday, everyone. Praise the Lord. So right now, we are born today. If there's anybody want to celebrate today, please kindly let us know in the chat room. Hallelujah. And also, please, if you're joining us for your first time, please kindly introduce yourself to us by telling us your name, where you're joining us from and the name of the person who invited you. If you're joining from Nigeria, please would love to know your state. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Any first time as any celebrants in the house? Oh, hallelujah. Okay, in the absence of any celebrant or first timer, right now we are going to kindly unmute our minds as we share the grace and the grace of the Lord Jesus. And the seed for the throne of the Holy Spirit. Person above the person and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. And surely, Amen. 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 Amen.